Do you consider yourself a high achiever? Smart, driven, highly successful? I am so excited to have you. My name is Julia Arndt and I'm the host of the Stress Podcast. I will help you develop your stress resilience the same way you've developed your workplace superpowers. Learn peak performance tools to thrive at work and in your personal life. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome back to Stressed, the podcast to develop your next workplace superpower. My name is Julia Arndt, and I'm your host of this podcast, and I'm very excited that you are listening to today's podcast episode, because today we're going to speak about the biggest mistake that I see people make when they are giving and receiving feedback. Something that is a really important topic when it comes to our professional lives. Obviously, also something very important when it comes to our personal life. But there is something to be said about how to best give and receive feedback. And I have seen throughout my career a lot of mistakes that people make. And I'm obviously not fully excluding myself from these mistakes. I'm sure that I have made some of these mistakes throughout my career as well. But... I think that it is really a craft and a skill to give and receive feedback and I think it's really important to talk about it. And the reason why I am doing this podcast episode today and why I want to talk with you about the biggest mistakes that I see people make when giving and receiving feedback is because for many companies and for many people, the month of March is kind of the feedback season of the year and so they receive a lot of feedback and people have to give and receive feedback in their careers at the beginning of the year in order to understand how their managers evaluate their performance and their progress and their development. And I know that for a fact because I worked for Google for over seven years and we had two feedback cycles throughout the year, one in March and one in October. And it was always a very scary time of the year. So I really want to help you be a little bit more comfortable during that time. And I want to help you take a little bit that fear away and that scare because there's obviously things that you can do in order to be prepared for both sides of the spectrum. So for being a feedback receiver, but also a feedback giver. And because of that, I have put together a training for the month of March that you can start signing up for now. It is going to happen in the week of March 10th. There will be three distinct trainings that I invite you to join me to. There will be three trainings in total that I will deliver virtually in the month of March that you can start signing up for now. They will start in the week of March 10th, I think. And all of the three trainings are scheduled around noon PST. So based on the time zone that you are in, I hope that the time will work for you. And there will be three topics that I'm covering for you. There are two trainings that are a little bit more targeted at individuals, both on how you can prepare before you receive feedback, but then also we will talk about in the second training on how you can really deal with the feedback that you have received because there can be a lot of stress and discomfort and anger and frustration around receiving feedback. So I really want to talk with you about how you can handle feedback that you have received and how you can take it on and you know go on your way. And then I have also planned a special training for managers and leaders, so feedback givers, and what they can do during that time to 
take care of themselves, manage their time, set good boundaries. And of course, if you are a manager and you're joining that virtual training, you will also receive a refresher training on how to give feedback that I have specifically pre-recorded for all managers out there, because I think there is a lot to be said about the right process and fundamentals of feedback giving. I would love to see as many of you there as possible. This training is really valuable and honestly, I wish I would have had these trainings when I was working for Google because receiving performance evaluations and feedback on your progress is sometimes really, really difficult and it can be extremely frustrating and it can raise a lot of different questions about your next career move, how you're perceiving yourself and obviously how others perceive you as well. So make sure to check out the show notes. I will put all of the links to the different trainings in there so you can sign up for the training and I really, really hope to see you there. So three trainings, three different topics. Each training is 60 minutes minutes long and there's two trainings for individuals and then one training specifically for managers but if no matter if you are a manager or an individual contributor I really highly recommend to you that you sign up probably for all three of them because there is something to be learned in all three of these programs and you can find the detailed descriptions of what you can learn in these trainings find all of the details and the descriptions of what you will learn in these trainings in the link in the show notes. So, all right, so let's jump in to today's podcast episode topic, the biggest mistakes I see people make when giving and receiving feedback. I worked for Google for over seven years and I had to be a feedback giver and I had to be a feedback receiver many, many times throughout my career. We received quarterly and bi-yearly performance evaluations from our managers. So we received feedback on a very regular basis and we had to get very comfortable with that topic. So I was on that side of receiving feedback, but I was also many, many times on the other side because I was a sales coach for two years in my early days at Google. And I listened to calls on a weekly and bi-monthly basis from our junior account managers in order to train and coach them on how to have effective sales calls. And I was also a program manager at Google. And in that function, I had multiple different stakeholders and colleagues that were working basically kind of under me and that helped me progress on the project. So in that function, I also had to give a lot of feedback to my peers in order to help them grow and develop their skills at work. So I have really extensive feedback experience and I have seen a lot of things throughout the years, good things and bad things. And I think it's really important really to talk about what are the biggest mistakes that you can make both as a feedback giver and a feedback receiver. So let's start with the mistakes that you can make when you are a feedback giver and you're giving feedback to other people. The biggest mistake that you can make as a feedback giver is to only give negative feedback. Oh my gosh, don't just give negative feedback. That is extremely important. And if somebody is coming to you more spontaneously asking you for feedback and you feel like you're not really well prepared for that question, then ask them to set up some time with you or ask to postpone this conversation until you have had time to prepare. 
But we are all human beings. And I think that is why it is really beautiful and powerful when you have been on both sides of the spectrum. If you have been on the receiving end and on the giving end, because we are receiving feedback about what we have been doing throughout the last couple of months at work. So make sure that you're not only giving negative feedback. That is really a big mistake that you can make. And it is something that people most probably will remember about you if you are not a little bit more skilled and a bit smart about how to give good feedback. So never just give negative feedback. Make sure that you're always including some good things that the person is doing because, because everybody is doing something right as well, right? It's not just that they're doing everything wrong. I'm sure there's always something that you can find that they're doing correctly. So make sure that you are integrating both positive and negative feedback. The second big mistake that you can make is that you're giving too much feedback. Yes, there is something like too much feedback and not so much when we're talking about positive feedback, but when we're talking about areas of development or things that you want the person to take away from this conversation and the things that you really want that person to think about or improve on or develop. Because if you're giving the person way too many things to remember when it comes to negative feedback, well, first of all, the person will think that they are terrible and they're doing a terrible job. And second of all, they will be overwhelmed knowing exactly what is expected of them next. That's why it is really important that you are limiting your negative feedback to one, maximum two items per conversation for in order for the other person to really know what they have to do next. So that is really, really important. And a mistake that I see people make all the time because, you know, it is just in our nature to kind of maybe have a big list of things that people should improve on, but it is not very helpful for the person that is sitting across from you. So make sure that you are limiting your negative feedback to one to two things that the person should be improving on. And here's another tip. I would always, always, always ask the person first what they think they could improve on. It is way easier to give somebody negative feedback if you let them reflect on their own development first. So if they, for example, say, I should really improve on my communication skills or on my stakeholder management skills, and you have had that item on your list as well, it will be so much easier to give that feedback and just connect with them on the same level and tell them, hey, yeah, this is something that I have here on my piece of paper as well. I think it is really important that we're talking a little bit more about this area and I see some great opportunities for you to improve on there right? That is such a more powerful and such a more friendly conversation with the person that you're giving feedback to than just blurbing out something that they might not have any relation to. So I think there is something to be said about being really specific about the one or two things that you give them feedback on that you really want them to take away from the conversation and that you really want them to improve on and that you can help with as well. And that brings me to the next mistake that I see people make when they are giving feedback, which is when they don't give specific examples. 
It is really important that you're giving specific examples when you're giving feedback. Never tell them they should, for example, improve on communication skills and you have no specific examples that show them how they can improve. Because if you don't have specific examples, first of all, it will question your credibility and a person might not have as much trust in you than a person that gives them specific examples. And that brings me to the third mistake that you can make when giving feedback and that is if you don't use specific examples around the areas of development that you're giving the person that is receiving the feedback. It is really, really, really important that you are giving specific examples in order also to increase your credibility and in order to increase the trust with the person that is sitting in front of you. If you don't have any specific examples, I wouldn't choose to give them that person that area of development. Maybe you have talked to other managers or other peers and you have asked them what you think the person can improve on and they said, for example, communicate skills but it is just something that you have heard secondhand and then it is not very powerful for you to bring that up in a feedback conversation because you won't have any specific examples and the person that is sitting opposite of you will not have a lot of trust in you to really understand where they're going in their professional career and in their professional development. So make sure that you are choosing one or two topics that you can really, really talk about, that you have seen examples of and where you can also talk about your own experience and where you have some specific examples maybe from your own life that you can share with that person in order to help them improve and really develop a new skill. This is really, really important. And again, something that I see a lot of people do incorrectly, if I can say it that way, but it is really important that you make sure that you are having specific examples when you're going into a feedback conversation. So let me summarize the three biggest mistakes that you can make when you are giving feedback. Number one, never just give negative feedback. Number two, never give too much feedback at once. Always focus on one or two items that you want the person really to take away from that conversation and that you want that person to develop on. And obviously also that are the biggest areas of improvement for that person. So if they would be better in that specific topic, then that would really give them a jump in their own performance. And then lastly, always make sure that you're bringing specific examples to the feedback that you're giving them in order to increase your own trust and credibility with that person and in order to really help this person grow. So make sure that you have specific examples. And finally, of course, which is kind of integrated in that as well, is make sure that you're setting a specific action plan at the end of the conversation and really help that person understand that you are really invested in their development and that you want to help them succeed right? Because that is why we're giving feedback to people in the first place, because we want them to grow and be successful in whatever they do in their lives. So yeah, feedback giving is not easy. And what is even the more difficult is receiving feedback. When you are on the receiving end, I also see a couple of different mistakes that people make that I want to talk with you about as well. The biggest mistake 
really the very biggest mistake I see people do when they are receiving feedback is that if they are trying to justify everything they hear the person say that is giving feedback. Let me give you an example. So if you, if somebody, for example, tells you that you should improve your communication skills and they give you a specific example about it, and then you would say, no, I don't really know if that's true. I don't really know what you mean. Um, let me explain to you the situation of how I perceived it or something like that. I really do not very much like this. And I think it is not very strong as a feedback receiver. When you are receiving feedback, which is a very difficult thing to do, and I totally understand it, we are all human beings and we can get very defensive when we are getting feedback. But it is very, very important that in the very first feedback conversation that you have, for example, with your manager or with a stakeholder, is that you're bringing a piece of paper, you're bringing a pen, you're sitting back, you're listening to everything that they tell you and you do not justify yourself. You don't defend yourself or you don't question everything the feedback giver is giving you. Take that information, write it down. And this is another thing and another big mistake that I see people do is don't forget to say thank you for the feedback. First of all, the person has reflected on what kind of feedback he or she can give you. So they have spent time on preparing for that. They are human beings as well. So for them, it is hard as well to give you feedback. Don't think it is not. We can... We often disguise our feelings and, you know, when we are sitting in front of another person, in front of a superior, it can be really intimidating. But at the end of the day, they are just human beings as well. And it is, will be hard for them to also give you feedback because they don't like to hurt people. They don't do that on purpose. So, um, so yeah, so I was talking about um, to make sure that you're saying thank you because the person is prepared. The person is a human being as well. So make sure that you are saying thank you. Thank you for giving me this feedback. I will take all of the things that you gave me. I will reflect upon it and I will get back to you. That for me is the best way of how you can reply to feedback that you have received. Even though you might feel like that some things are not justified. I want you to take a step back first and I want you to reflect on it before you react. That is really, really important. And I see a lot of people make this mistake. So as a feedback receiver, there are two mistakes that you can make. The first one is that you're commenting and justifying every single feedback item that people give you. And second of all, the biggest mistake that you can make when receiving feedback is not saying thank you for the feedback. It is really important that you're acknowledging the person that is sitting across from you as well and that you're saying thank you for their time, for their investment, for their energy and for just being there and really giving you feedback. This is really, really important. And we will dive deeper in the trainings that I'm going to give in March around how to react to feedback, how to deal with feedback that you feel like is not justified. Of course, these situations happen and there is a right way to go about it. So I want you really that when you're receiving feedback to really set back, take a pen and paper, write down what the person is telling you and really walk away with that list and really take a little moment to reflect really upon what the person has told you. 
The honest answer is that if the person that has given you feedback is really invested in you and was able to give you some specific examples about where you could improve on, then the chances are really high that there is some room of improvement for you. And it is really important to just really acknowledge that and to sit with that for a little bit. It is okay that you have an emotional reaction to that because, like I said, we are all human beings and it is really difficult to receive feedback and there is a way to react to that feedback. And we will talk about this hopefully in the virtual trainings that I'm giving in March and I will help you really to steer those conversations and also to manage and deal with the feelings and emotions that are coming up. So that is really, really important. For today's podcast episode, that is all that I wanted to share with you. I hope that you took a couple of insights or new learnings away from today's podcast episode. And I'm really curious to hear from you if you see people make other mistakes as well. Um, I have obviously chosen the biggest mistakes that I see people make, but maybe you feel like there's another really big mistake that people can make when giving or receiving feedback. If that is the case, I would really love to hear from you. Make sure that you head over to my Instagram account at Julia Arndt Coaching and you leave me a comment underneath today's podcast episode and tell me what you think people make mistakes at when they're giving or receiving feedback. I think this is a really, really important conversation to have. It's a really important discussion for each of us to understand how can we get better at giving and receiving feedback. So I hope that you join the conversation. Maybe you even just tell me what really resonated with you or maybe something that you feel like you have done incorrectly in the past and you're really trying to improve on in the future. Feedback giving and receiving is not easy. It is difficult. It can feel like a threat to our personal skill. And so make sure that you're taking a little bit time for yourself when you're giving and when you're receiving feedback. That is really important. And I really hope that at this point, I sparked your curiosity to join the other trainings as well that I have prepared for you for the month of March. Those are live trainings. But of course, when you are signing up for the trainings, you will receive the recordings afterwards as well. And if you are signing up for the trainings, you can also come with questions. I will answer your questions, the biggest questions that you will have with regards to giving and receiving feedback. So I really, really hope to see you there. And until then, I wish you a wonderful week. One more thing that I wanted to say about feedback, giving and receiving as well is that today we obviously talked very specifically about professional feedback, giving and receiving. But there's a lot to be said as well about personal feedback. So giving feedback to your partner, giving feedback to a friend or a family member. And a lot of the things that I just told you about are things that you should probably take into consideration as well when you're giving feedback in a personal setting. So I hope this was helpful. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast episode. I am always really excited to hear from you. If you enjoyed this podcast episode and if you are thinking now about somebody that could really benefit from the information that I shared with you today, please make sure to share this podcast episode with that person, with your colleague, for example, or with a friend or with somebody that you know right now is struggling with feedback. 
and I would always of course really appreciate it if you leave me a review and a five-star rating on iTunes to make sure that we are helping other people as well and to make sure that the podcast is found by other people. So that's all I wanted to say today. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you and I talk to you next week, same time, same place. Have a wonderful time until then and I talk to you soon. Julia.